forever. Dog. Hey there, Forever Dog listeners. I'm Michael Wolf, And I'm Colin O'Brien. And we're the hosts of America's loudest podcast, Literati! Sorry, sorry. Uh, We are recording in the library. Literati is a podcast about books and the idiots who write them, featuring real readings from some of your favorite authors. And some of your favorite comedians pretending to be authors. Mostly that one. Plus, we dole out tons of amazing unsolicited writing advice because we believe everyone has at least one great novel in them. Hey, just last week, I had to get a novel surgically removed from my small intestine. I accidentally sat on my bookshelf, and now I have three good novels inside me. Very impressive. New episodes of Literati are premiering on Monday, February 4th, and every Monday after that until we die. And that is contractual. Stick around until after the show to hear a special sneak preview of our interview with comedian Josh Sharp reading under his pseudonym... Clint Dimples. And be sure to subscribe to Literati on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And that's the end of Of that that chapter. chapter. Yo, y'all, we finally got a Patreon, all right? All right. Black men can't jump on Patreon. Oh, yeah, we official. I feel, honestly, this feels like a new step. James, how do you feel? I mean, this is a wonderful day. Okay. Wait, are you 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 excited? Why do you not have as much joy as we do? What are you talking about? Uh, James, James, people are going to be able to, we can can do some of the movies that you love that we always hate on. Some of the TV shows. I'm so excited that I am at, I've reached enlightenment. That's what you're, that's the energy you are. All right, I hate this bit. Uh, James, (laughs) what? Listen, uh, for those of you uh, who don't know what Patreon is, it's um, a site that allows us podcast creators and other people to provide um, bonus content that you normally would not be able to get uh, at a low, low monthly rate. So we have a $5 a month Patreon. If you subscribe to it, we have two bonus episodes. Oh, yeah. Uh, every single month that you will get. You will also uh, be able to communicate with us on Patreon and Mm -hmm. there might be little extra things that come out. If we get, here's an incentive for everybody. What you about to say? If we get, come on, man, 500 subscribers on on Patreon. That's a lot. That's a lot. We will be doing three bonus episodes a month. Woo! That's going to be crazy. No, we can do it. It's going to be crazy. But only 500 people. I'm already ready. Uh, But, to hey, whet your appeti- appetite for this month, the month of February, two bonus episodes. You know what they get in Jarrah? What, what, what? That's right. We already did them. What did they get? Bird box. Wait, they get something else too. Okay. The help. Just so y'all know. We going in, baby. We going in on bird box. We going in on the help. Okay. We got a little <laughs> swirl happening in bird box. Ugh. And the help yeah. is one of the most problematic movies of ever made. Time. And Jarrah hates it. And you know he going to go off. But you can't hear him go off in all his glory unless you subscribe to that Patreon. That was yes, a good please setup. do it. Uh, subscribe. And- <laughs> <laughs> subscribe. And y'all, listen. You know what I'm saying? Patreon is going to be different. We'll be able to interact with y'all. We can be able to like literally see the boards. See exactly what movies y'all want us to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And don't forget. Don't forget. And when t- new television episodes come out. Insecure. Got it. Insecure. Atlanta. Plus uh, maybe Family some. Family Ties. 
James, stop. No. You should at least say Keenan and Kel. I thought you were going to say Keenan and Kel. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Keenan and Kel. I don't know Kel. why y'all keep saying that. I really don't get it. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're going to do some great stuff. So please subscribe to Patreon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you are also helping out the show. It really yeah, it really does. We can pay. We can put. Because you know, let's pay. be real. Squarespace ain't paying the bills. Yep. Oh, wait, are they still up? Are they sponsoring this episode? No, no. Yeah, you know, all right, you know, buy any tickets to these movies, don't buy themselves. Y'all so help us out. This is beautiful that so many movies are coming out and they're causing yeah. us to like push yeah, we keep the pushing movies things that are past movies. Yeah. So we don't know. So you're listening to this right now. We don't know what time it is. Nope. You know, no, we don't know what day it is. We don't know what nope. day it is. We, we don't know. We don't, we don't know what year it is. We're in the future No, it's right 2019 now. still. But you don't know? Somebody might no, be listening to this. No, I do know. It's 2019. You know for a fact that nobody's listening to this in 2020 oh, right now? It could be 2020. Damn, that's a good point. You know it what I'm saying? It could be 2020. Or 2030, oh, if snap. the world is still wow. here. True. Wow. True. Like global warming. Uh, I will say, I'm so happy Black Panther won Best Picture at the Oscars. Yeah, you know, me too, man. <laughs> I was like... Well, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, I mean, uh, Spider-Verse also won an <laughs> Oscar. Best Animated yeah, Film. Yeah, Best Animated So they won They won one too. Yeah, yeah. Which is like great. Super lit. Yeah. You know, Regina Hall got her Oscar. Regina yeah. King, sorry, Regina, Regina King. King. Regina King, King got yeah. her Oscar. It's yeah. weird because she then, wasn't nominated and then she got it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's just like really crazy that Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom like finally won, you know, not for special effects actually, for best uh, adapted screenplay. Best adapted screen. Why did you ruin the bit? <laughs> wow. <laughs> what? You ruined the whole bit. You purposely ruined did it. I, did I you ruin it? You destroyed it. it. Did I? I think took it pur- down with your bare hands. No. I think you purposely did that. No, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Best adapted for, for screenplay. Best adapted screenplay. You thought that movie had <laughs> the best adapted screenplay <laughs> in a year? He purposely did that. In a year where you had <laughs> he Black Panther, oh, I guess Spider Man yeah, into the, guess, <laughs> the But they already won the, the other categories that they won. So I was just trying to figure out which one does Jurassic World fall Beale into. Beale Street. That's not special effects. <laughs> wow, James, you really. Really hurt us with that, man. I thought we were a team. Wow. Wow. Okay. That so took that's the, the reception that I get. For, that for took the, the energy out. Me just showing the love that I have for, for a film. Yeah. It's hard to, It's hard for us to do a cold opening when we don't know what's, what's going, going on. Going yeah. On. What's going on in the world? We have no clue. Can we predict? Yeah. Um, okay. What else has happened in the world? Oh, I mean, you know, we're all out here in LA because, you know, we're writing our own show. So yeah, true. So we're all, that's we're all true. currently writing a show. So right, right. We, we have a television show. We have a television that's, show. That's, that's been It's going to be lit. Which is crazy because we all also got uh, series regulars and pilots. Yes. Yeah. And we, but we were able to, yeah. we're, we're managing yeah. all of that. Yeah. yeah, we're managing all of it at the because same time. Because we can do that. Because right. black men have always had to juggle so many things. And so Astronomy Club got a, uh, a pilot, a pilot, pilot. With yeah, 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 yeah. So it's pretty dope. lit. It's been a pretty good 2019. Yeah. And also, yeah. our Patreon started. We uh, all, we have 1,500 subscribers. It's so already. crazy! Like, yeah. thank Out you all gate. so much yeah. for subscribing. Yeah, you know, we keep reviewing these uh, TV shows. Y'all keep listening. It's gonna be yeah. good. Yeah. I still got more locks of hair and yeah. other pieces yeah. of glasses. Yeah. You know, my Hancock uh, TV series um, is also airing on YouTube right now because of the support of Patreon. Right. Yeah, I feel like sometimes when we do bits. Do you purposely? <laughs> you purposely the, look, the, the face, the <laughs> face that drives. <laughs> you purposely. He's looking at me like, that's actually a real thing. I know. I if we have fifteen hundred subscribers, mm-hmm. we also have a Hancock series on YouTube. 
like a that's, a, that's a real feel like, like a live that. action that's a wow yeah yeah like a live you action. think we're gonna make a hancock yeah we're gonna do that we are are you, you guys gonna be hancock <laughs> i know you wanted to do you guys a hancock are make comic, a, comic book i did i wanted to do i wanted to start with a comic book and then move into into just to, you know sort of dominate because hancock is just such you a just valuable you're gonna property. get everything you want hancock is just such a valuable property all this is gonna come to you yeah all of it's wait, coming wait, what, you think you a black american princess You so special? You think you are some sort of black American princess? Honestly, you a babs? Honestly, Honestly, yes, I do. (laughs) I I, want to be a a black American princess. (laughs) Yes, I do. I want to be a black American princess. Uh, That was a great transition. Honestly, that was very good. Oh, thank you guys. Thank you so much. It like made me feel warm. Yeah, yeah. It's all that confidence I got once we got that TV (laughs) pot. All right, it's time to start the show. Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Jerome Milligan. What more can I say? Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. Happy D. Uh, happy D. <laughs> Heavy uh, D. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Out of everything? Oh, wow. Out of everything? Oh, God. That's that hurt. I couldn't think of anything, and that was, thought, that was the first thing I thought of. That was the first thing I thought of. And I couldn't disgusting. remember anyone else that they screamed at, but I loved that bit. I thought that bit was so funny. That felt disgusting. <laughs> What's another one I could have said? Oh, Alfred, I could have said that. That would have been less disgusting. Uh-huh. Oh, I got scream at shivers. <laughs> Um, well, there we go. Hello, Cool J. Ladies, ladies. Hello, Cool J. Ladies, they called him Ladies Love, which was amazing. Well, that's what Ella said. That's a for, baby. I know, well, I know, but oh, I thought, yeah. it, was am- I thought it was amazing that they, that, that oh, was it. Ladies Love? All said. right. Um, welcome to the podcast. My name is Jonathan Braylock. I'm Jerron Milligan. And my name is James III. If you didn't hear him, that's okay. We don't, uh, we don't acknowledge we him. We don't acknowledge him that much anyway. Uh, are you still, are you still, are you still, are you still saying <laughs> Is it more stuff? that... No, just I just repeated it. <laughs> Is it not sound nasty to you? Is it not feel weird? Uh, it doesn't feel for those of you who don't know, we are a film review podcast. We review the films of leading black actors in the context of race yes. and diversity in Hollywood, which yes. we are in right now. Yeah, we're right. currently in Hollywood. I'm trying to do just, that's right. Um, <laughs> I, oh, I felt I got I get it. Now, <laughs> so get it now. let's just at the gate say we apologize that we do not have a, a guest on this episode. Usually, we like to have uh, women guests for 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 films with uh, leading women, especially a film that's black. That's American interesting, princesses. like this. It's called Black American yes. Princesses. Um, uh, but uh, we just we weren't able to secure one at the time. So, just apologies, apologies, to all ladies out there. We're gonna try to do our best. You yeah, we're I mean? very nervous. I'm, I'm nervous. But, um, yeah. but you know, this is an interesting film because we are reviewing the film Baps. Um, this is a Robert Townsend. Uh, directed film. Mm-hmm. Yes. Though the screenplay was written by Troy Byer, who is a woman, I believe. Yes, and in the film. Oh, that's right. She's a she? lawyer. She's oh, she's a lawyer? character. Whose oh. lines they just kept cutting off. <laughs> she was like, I don't want to speak. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's some backstory oh, with it? that. Um, Halle Berry, of course, is uh, the lead with uh, Natalie uh, Dizelle Reed as the uh, co-lead. Oh, yes. Uh, so those two are the black American princesses. And, and the then, guy from the horror movies. Hmm? The guy from those old those Martin old, Landau. Martin Landau. Yeah, he was great. Wait, what horror movies is he? In? Not horror movies. He used to make those like um. He's been in. What do they call it? Like those like uh, thrillers? 
He's been in a couple Tim Burton movies, and I feel like the reason for that though is this. Because like when he was like back in the day, he used to make those um, our house movies, like those weird. I gotta look up what you would call. Them. Let me let me look at it right now. Okay, uh, but you can keep going. Oh I, yeah, apparently he's in. Wait, no, he's unaccredited in that. Like Damn, he, he has 176 credits on IMDb. Yeah, because he's that's, in some that's movie Martin called Landau, Eye of the Stranger, Silver, No Place to Hide, Mistress. He was in North by Northwest. Yeah. Uh, His cock, my man. Oh, the original one. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. Damn, I'm sorry. I always confuse one. him and Vincent Price. So I'm sorry. I was right, I, but but oh, if he I was see. in he's North by North, Northwest, that's a you know like a thriller. Like. Yeah. <clears throat> um, okay, so this uh, film uh, it, it had 10 million dollar budget. It only made seven point. Four million dollars, so it was a, a box office failure. Okay, um, it has a sixteen percent of Rotten Tomatoes, so it's also okay, a critical right. failure. Okay, but it is considered uh, a cult classic, a cult hit. Is it by some people? Yeah. Uh, now, if you saw the movie, if you if I didn't tell you when this movie was made and you saw it, uh, you would say, "Oh, this movie was made in 1990, sure. 1989. I would say early 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't. It was made in 1997. Hmm. It's a little surprising. Yeah. It's a surprise because I was feeling that while watching it, and then they would make a reference. I'd be like, oh, that happened already? Oh, yeah. Well, basically, <laughs> there was like a... Re- it's like... Uh, there was like... The reference is like LL Cool J being there. I was like, oh, this movie was made in like 1990. Yeah. And then they made a they made a movie reference. That I was like, whoa, that movie didn't come out yeah. for a while. That's like, exactly That movie did not come out in 1990. I was like, oh, this is... Uh, <laughs> A little bit old. Uh, so the dude was... Okay, anyway. Uh, before I read else, What else would we say? Okay, basically, it's kind of like... It's supposed to be... It's almost like a fairy tale kind of movie, right? So you got two... Mm-hmm. Uh, two uh, women from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, they're... Uh, I don't know how else to say it. They're stereotypes of black women. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they uh, want to have a better life. They want to have better men. So they fly to LA for a a ten thousand uh, dollar contest for, to be a dancer in Heavy D's music video, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and uh, <laughs> they don't get that. But then they they stumble upon uh, this very rich uh, old man. Uh, his his nephew uh, wants to pay them to pretend to be the granddaughter of this old man's like lost oh my love. God. <laughs> Uh, sounds a little complicated because it is, oh uh, and then that's the movie. <laughs> Great, we got that out. It is a comedy. It is a comedy. Um, all right. Initial thoughts. Um, Do you want me to start? Please. <laughs> <laughs> you must. <laughs> all right. So here's what I'll say. I've never seen this film before. I heard about it, but I never saw, I've never seen it. i never seen clips of it. Uh, I just never watched it. I, to be honest, have never really heard too many people like talking about how much they love this movie. Mm-hmm. Now, I know because of, I know who listens to our podcast, we have to have people who love this movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. And to those people, I say, um, great. <laughs> <laughs> to them, I say, hey, I'm with you. I understand you saw this movie. You were probably young. You had to be young. You, you probably you uh, had to be young. <laughs> maybe you were. Maybe you were in your teens. Maybe you were thirty years. Anyone old. who liked this movie was a child. <laughs> but I think you were probably young, and you loved it because it was fun and silly, and there were black references in it, and you were like, "This is cool," and 
you thought like, what would I do if like a rich old man like befriended me and like I didn't have to perform any sexual acts for him and he gave me money? Like that's a cool thing. You know what I mean? That is a cool thing. You know, that's like a fun dream kind of thing. Now, again, I'll be honest. I'm going to be honest. Be honest, brother. Please I be first honest. started watching this movie and I was like, I don't know what's happening. I have to turn this off. And I did. And then I restarted it. And then when I watched it again, when I was like, I, I literally watched like the first 25 minutes and then stopped. And then I, and I was like, you know what? I wasn't really paying attention. Let me go back and watch again. And then I did. And then when I was watching again, I was like, I get it. I get what's going on. It's funny. Yeah, maybe this joke is a little tacky. This joke's a little outdated. This joke's a little offensive. You know, this is a little corny, but I get what's happening. This is fun, blah, blah, blah. Robert Townsend made this maybe like right after he made, um, well, what's that? Uh, Meteor Man? Meteor, or, or no, actually, I thought no. it was before Meteor Man. I Parenthood? thought it was like, uh, oh, no. no. <laughs> but, it has to be after Meteor uh, Man, though, right? No, it definitely is. It's after all of these, but yeah. I thought he made it after um, the Hollywood Shuffle. Hollywood Shuffle. I was like, okay, maybe oh. this is his second film after Hollywood Shuffle. We want to put some women in the lead. We want to do a thing, like a little satire, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, it was made in the 90s. I get it. I get it. It's early 90s. Blah, blah. <laughs> it's early 90s. So I kind of like this. I, when it was over, I was like, I wasn't in love with it, but I liked it. I was like, this film is fun. It's cool. Then I looked up the facts and I saw that this movie was made in 1997. When I saw that fact, I was like, absolutely not. Huh. I'm sorry, but no. What? What is happening? These do like, what's, we have moved what's past this? it at this point. Okay. I think personally, and now that's why I'm like I I read Roger Ebert's review of this movie. Mm -hmm. I think he was dead on. Mm -hmm. what, right. what, what did he say? I mean, he was basically like, "This movie is." He was like, "He was like, this movie is terrible. I don't understand why anybody made it." And he also was like, "I think that uh, there's a fine line in comedy between like satirical and offensive, and this this movie goes past the line, and it yeah. it doesn't give any humanity to its characters, like the." It, it feels like mean-spirited in the way that it characterizes these women in the beginning. And then it like glamorizes them in the end and like makes them look a little bit. It's like, because, you know, like at the end, like Halle Berry is like wearing like a blonde like wig. And like, they I don't know if they have gold tooth in their. Oh, right. Are they anymore. gone? They, they might then? be gone. I didn't even notice that. Uh, well, I know she still has the blonde wig, but then the doctor the woman who wrote it now has one of those crazy hairstyles as she's mm -hmm. walking next to him. Right. So they like transformed her as right. well. Right. Anyway, <laughs> it's, the thing is, I, there are parts of this movie I really, I do enjoy. Uh, but there's something about the way, I, honestly, and and apparently, Troy uh, Byer, the woman who wrote it, didn't like the final product. Huh. And she felt like Robert Townsend changed it a lot and like didn't, and, and didn't, like that that's what i read on wikipedia i don't know if that's true that's mm -hmm. what i read on wikipedia but it feels true to me because there was a part of me that was like i think if this this movie was directed by a black woman mm -hmm. i think it would have been much better yeah. uh, and and that's not to say robert townsend's a bad director but there was a part of me that's like this is this wasn't in his wheelhouse and like one like that i feel like this was like older comedy and this is like 97 it's like dude like did not update his yeah, yeah. his comedic like kind of sensibilities and then also like there were subtle messages in this movie that i felt i wasn't connecting with with black women because i don't know it's it's a weird thing but it, there, there was like a part of me that was like it was defending and i and i here's the thing we should defend black men in terms of like, they shouldn't have the stereotype. He had stereotypes for both black men and black women in the movie. Yeah. Um, but there was like this, there was this thing of like, 
they had to learn a lesson. Like the women, I don't know. It was weird. I guess the black men learned a lesson too. I don't know. I got. Today, we got to talk about it. You, you won't go. You want me to go? Uh, please. Um, I hate this movie. Like I, I, I think I saw this when I was younger, but I remember I told about it before. So like in my family, like I, we have mostly women in my family, and uh, 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 a lot of them are very well off. And I remember, I just remember them not letting my cousins watch it. I remember mm. like the older women not being like my cousin Winnie Nair, and I remember them not being allowed to watch it. I don't think I was, or I'm not sure if I wanted to. But I just know they couldn't see it, and I was like, I wonder why, because it's not even like like really graphic. It's not a lot of cursing. Yeah, but I'm thinking in my head curses, now. Really. I'm thinking in my head now that they not want these two young black girls to watch these stereotypes of black women. Because um, I guess for me, I always have a hard time with movies that depict people of color from the hood without any type of remorse, any type of like feelings, any type of personality. And I think this movie didn't give them like, they, I feel like they didn't have any depth to them at all. And I think they had spurts of it. Yeah. They kind of like every night they're like, oh, I don't want to just do this nice. I don't want to like keep lying to him. But as far as what their actual goals were, and don't get me wrong, I do believe there are people who like want to be a dancer, you know what I mean? But it's not just, but I don't, I don't like stupid characters. I think that's my point. Yeah. I don't like characters that are just blatantly dumb. Like even in improv, right? I remember I feel like when you were taught, it's like, yo, if you're going to play a doctor, know how to do doctor shit. You know what I mean? Or at least make it up so like you seem professional. Not just like, oh, I'm a doctor. I don't know how to use a scalpel or that shit. And this movie just felt offensive at every turn to me. Like it just really did. Like the woman who, first off, Holly Berry was Holly Berry at this point. Um, yes. And that's the so, other thing that I was so, like, oh my God, this is 97. Like Holly Berry, like, she she's a known commodity. Yes, so yeah. I don't I don't get the thing is I don't understand. Like even Troy, I think something that's interesting because I know a lot of people give um the Nick Cannon movie, Love Don't Cost a Thing, a lot of um heat. But she wrote and directed that movie, which I thought was a fine whatever movie for teens. Mm-hmm. So I just don't get how Holly Berry became a part of this movie. Um I, apparently she was going through a divorce at the time. Oh, from um the baseball player? Yeah. But like still and that, like, and that this made her feel good. And also, like, Townsend is a a name, too. Like, that would draw me. If See, I was I don't her. Know, I don't know if he was at this point. Because to me, at this point, he's the parenthood dude. Not Again, not Yeah, but I think it's, like, Townsend. respect. It's like, yes. the, it's like the, oh, like, a black director, like, yeah. a comeback kind but of But I guess thing. my thing is I don't understand what the movie was trying to say. Because to me, it just seemed mean. Yes. It just seemed, like, mean yeah, to black either. women. And I really wish we could have. And the guys, again, like, we're going to try to do this movie review properly. But, like, we, we, we really tried to get someone to come. Because it's just... I want to know what like a young black girl, especially if someone who's a little bit older than us who watched this movie, what they thought about it. Because to me, it's like, this is the problem with how society views black women. They view them as like very sexualized, like Holly Berry's in tight leather. Oh, I mean, she looks great, but she's in like very skimpy clothes throughout the whole time. Um, even her, her, her friend who's a little bit bigger is like obsessed with like love. And like, the thing is, it's not even just love. She's obsessed with dudes with money. So at one point she goes, uh, the guy who has Man, to marry me, yeah. like it's about his the amount of money he has. Not about mm-hmm. falling in love with that dude, but mm-hmm. the money. Um, and then yeah, the, the black dudes they were dating looked like little pimps at first with long hair. I was like, what is this supposed to be? Hey, the dude literally had a perm. I was in like, I don't get ninety seven. Yeah, I was like, what, like, what are we <laughs> which, doing? Like, which like, which here's the thing. Do you understand? Like in my head, I thought that this was a movie in nineteen ninety. And like, it's like the movie was made in 1990 and he has a perm and he's like, I'm bringing the perm back. And you're laughing because you're like, dude, the perm has been gone for a decade. Yeah. This movie was made in 97. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't get it. Like, the thing is, I don't per- get it. It's like somebody trying to bring back bell bottoms. It's like, what do you mean you're trying to bring yeah. that back? That that it that has been gone for so long that people don't even know what it is anymore. Yeah, I don't get it. Like, I, I legitimately don't get it. But again, I did not trying enjoy to bring back the perm in '97. I enjoyed no parts of this movie, like so much so that I cut this movie off. I'm gonna be real. Like, once we got to the end. I'm pretty sure I fast forwarded to see what was happening because it was just it was just it was just disgusting. Like it was like this movie felt like who one who is it for? What are we saying? Like I don't know. I honestly don't know what to talk about with this movie. I just like this movie yeah. just sucks. He ass. did tweet. Uh, he did Robert Townsend did tweet. Uh, Do you want a Baps too? He's he asked everybody. Yeah, got a, lot of, every, got a lot of hearts. Yeah, every loving hip hop actress was like, yeah, let's do it. You see, Holly Berry ain't fucking like that photo. Well, I mean, she did tweet it. Retweeted though. Did she? she? Retweeted it though. Holly Berry did? Yeah. Mm, let me go on our IG right now. <laughs> James. Oh, I don't know about Instagram, but okay. Well, here's here's tough. here's what I have to say about it. Is everything you guys just said is one thousand percent correct. Um, I didn't see the movie when I was a kid, but I remember feeling that the movie was just bad, awful. Hmm. Okay. I remember that from then. I remember that feeling that way in the nineties. Okay. I had so much fun watching it. <laughs> I had so much fun watching it. Are and you I, serious? I did. I did. And here's the, and and here's it. here's what's complicated about it is I started watching it after hearing you guys res- somewhat responding to like, oh, I don't know how I feel about, it. or I guess it was mostly Gerard because because yeah. you hadn't seen it yet. Um, and I remember having that feeling about it, you know, back in the nineties. So and then it was so, it was something about. How after two scenes of seeing the black men being complete and total stereotypes, I was like, okay, well then I guess they don't care about that. So like I guess like right. that's not the point. So then it was like, okay, let me watch and then just see. And I and I was like, okay, they're like they're like two very stereotypical women, <laughs> like right. just in an in insane situation. The, the situation right. was insane. So right. I was like, okay, fine, like. Here we are. Right. Um, I felt all the stuff that you guys are saying. Like I felt the like, man, this is complicated because I don't think this has a message to it. But it almost feels like maybe they, maybe they wanted one in there somewhere. But like, but I guess yeah. there isn't one, you know. Um, so I, I I found myself like being like, okay, cool. Like this is this is the movie that it was. Um, and then also knowing that like Robert Townsend was like, hey, we want to do a Babs too. It's like, okay, I guess he feels like because I consider him a smart black voice right so like it's like if he doesn't see all of the and it's nice to hear that the 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 writer was like oh I didn't like this and that's also why like Mm -hmm. we don't hear like most of her lines and she's not really in the movie right um uh, it's nice to hear that, and like maybe the movie was supposed to be something else, you know that that I think is actually helpful to me. But in terms of like, I, I think if like if people are out there and like find it funny, like it's not unfunny. It's just not necessarily I don't think good <laughs> to for us to see like to, or to be out there for other people to see. Right. You know, I don't know how people are gonna take a movie like this. Um, Damn, so she did hard it. She so yeah, right. she so hard it. So that you know. You know, I I like agree with everything you everyone said, and I think like you know, I just think I found things about it to be funny. Like I yeah. loved, like I love, I I the the when I when I actually started actually liking it mm-hmm. was 
the the uh, plane sequence. <laughs> okay. So oh. so so because here's the thing. Because here's the thing. Because Jarrah said something that I, I I agree with. I I was actually thinking this in my head. Like, is she actually good a good hairdresser? And I think the answer is yes. <laughs> Like, I think the answer is she can't, because she could make, now, was that good hair? Who knows? Like, did I, do I like that hairdo? But she wrote Booyah in the back of Homegirl's hair. <laughs> like, you could read the words Booyah, and it was perfect, the hair was perfectly fanned out. Like, is that a good hairdo? I don't know, but she could do that. <laughs> like, that's amazing. Um, so, so, yeah. So, so, yeah. I yeah. understand this is going to be rough going. This is going to be a hard movie. <laughs> I, I, so, yeah. Uh yeah, let's get it. Let's get into it. Do we have to? Can we like? Uh, okay, <laughs> we have to get into it. It's like you know what it is. Is that Holly Berry is so tricky? Like Holly Berry, for instance, in in the in the scale of famous black actresses, right? Mm-hmm. As far as women of color who are respected in Hollywood and who have won awards, it's very few. And that's if you combine black women, Latina women, Asian women. Like, I mean, we still would only have one woman of color to have won best actress. Yeah. And that one woman is Holly Berry. And it is not the, this is not to say Holly Berry is a bad actress. To me, the interesting thing is, is that Holly Berry has been in a very unique position where like she had crossed over in places that Angela Bassett could never do, right? We all know Angela Bassett. The fact that Angela Bassett has not had an Oscar win is insane because it's she's so Angela wise. Bassett. So but what you realize, the world loves Holly Berry. So to see her make this kind of movie, I just don't, it's hard for my mind to get it. Right. Because at this point, she was doing like, uh, what was that movie? Uh, uh, Losing, Losing Isaiah. Isaiah. So like she was, she was trying. Yeah. Like yeah. she was in it. You know what I'm saying? And well, she wasn't, was she the lead of Losing Isaiah? No, Losing, but she was she, the mom. She, right. She's like what, uh, you, like I haven't seen Losing Isaiah since the 90s, she, but she's what she remember yes, from Losing Isaiah. Right. She's the Viola Davis. You know how like Viola Davis and like, right. um, Doubt has a very quick scene, but right. like, it's, like Holly Berry when she shows up is like, yo, she's a crackhead at first. She comes right. back. I'm ready. I'm clean. She also had done the Flintstones. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but this, you know, and it, it's interesting too, right? Because I, because I agree. It's like, why do this? Why do this movie? Because my thing is like, what in the script? And again, I would love to have read Troy's script because I'm feeling like if she's upset, was a lot changed? Like, were they stereotypes right. in her script? Because to me, these, you're not shining a positive light on women from the hood. To me. You know what I mean? Because yeah. to me, the, the whole big thing that this reminds me of, and I'll let us get into the thing, is like, I had a big issue with everyone's love affair with Meghan Markle and this Prince dude, right? It was like, mm-hmm. this black woman was like, found her Prince Charming. I'm like, hold up. First off, everyone's hyping that this black woman is like, now being saved by some fucking Prince. I was like, what the, what the fuck is that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, she don't need this dude saving. I remember yeah. seeing like, oh, and the way, the way people were writing it, like in mm-hmm. articles where like she's being saved, she's doing this, and I'm like, right. you don't need this. Like one, she was on a hit show. That show been on for like ten fucking seasons. Like that woman don't need that white dude. And it was like such a hype thing. So to see this movie of women from the hood who like have stereotypical boyfriends who are black who look like pimps who can't afford to buy them um, alcohol, and then for that to go to like the suburban Beverly Hills type situation where they're being wine and dine, and then also because they come from a bad place. The society there now looks down and makes fun of them. So they every time they get hype, every time they get loud, it's a problem. You know what I'm saying? You can't do this. I'm sorry, Heavy D. I'm sorry, son and such. I'm not leaving till you sing right now. The fact that to make this dude happy, this there, like she goes in the kitchen and whips up fried chicken and like <laughs> yams. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit, man? Yes. And it's like, 
exactly well, what you're saying. What the fuck is this well, shit? Again, and to me, it's like it's so hard. But I'm like, I'm I'm so sure of it because, uh, what do you call it? Uh, In Living Color had been out, maybe even canceled by this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah by, by now, yeah. yeah, for sure. Right, and yeah. and so it's like, like all of these jokes, all of these like easy kind of see. like. Sorry, we call them easy today because they've been done so many times, right? right? So, but at this point, they've been done so many times. Like mm -hmm. to make, oh, that's waiting to exhale. That's the movie she referenced. And I was like, wait a minute, wait oh, a minute. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was like, wow. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Exhale. We're deep that... in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh deep damn, this 90s, is right? not ninety. This is not ninety ninety. And Love Cover had been on for three years. It ended in nineteen ninety four. Yeah. Okay, so it had been on for three years, but it's like you had the jokes about like, like a white person like having to say. Like rap lyrics yeah, and like yeah. and like the black like because those here's the thing, it is funny. It's funny when a very well spoken, almost British white person says rap lyrics, like says like slang, and you're like, oh, it's funny because they're two different ways of talking. Yeah, and it's like him yeah. saying like he says on the real. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're yeah. like, you're like, ha ha. Yeah. yeah great. But it's like also a joke that's been made for centuries now. <laughs> no, literal centuries. Um, and, yeah. and so centuries. for hundreds and hundreds of centuries. Years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so for them to like the jokes in this movie, you're just like, huh? All right, wait, hold on. Let me just. I I found the uh, Troy uh, Bear Bear, mm -hmm. I think, or yeah. This is what she said about the film. I had written a film called Baps. When I saw the final cut, I was so devastated because I really believed that my words had not honestly made it onto the screen. Wow. The director was a writer-director himself, and it was the first time he had directed someone else's writing. He took the liberty of changing stuff as he shot the film. At the end of the day, when I saw the film, I hated it. I was really embarrassed, and it was too late for me to take my name off of the picture. Oh, wow. Then I got killed by the critics. Me, the writer. I just thought, I'm going to take the money from this awful experience and put it into my own film. I'm going to direct it and make sure my words make it to the screen. If the critics try to kill me now, there's nothing they can say that's going to hurt me because I know that I did my very best. Those are my words on screen and I stand by them. So I took the money from BAPS to make my movie. And she made a movie called uh, Let's Talk About Sex. Yeah. Uh, Which did good at Sundance, I think I read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, she wrote uh, Love Don't Cross the Thing. But she doesn't talk about, she doesn't talk about like what original BAPS was. Yeah. Because I'm curious because, I mean, it's just... It's just, and it looks like Halle Berry. The reason she did it was because of Robert Townsend. Really, yeah, she just yeah. like trusted him because he yeah. was a. Because at that, even though it was like he was no longer super relevant, I think black people and still to this day like had a, like respect for him because he yeah, he, was. he was like a pioneer. Yeah, you yeah. know, and that's the thing that this movie felt like. I was like, this is like a pioneer film, but like in '97, it's like at this point to me. I just felt like we've moved. We've already seen known better. this. We've already seen better. this. Yeah, and like at this point, it's like you're in the mid '90s now. You got a lot of black shows on television at this point. You have Family Matters. You got Fresh Prince of Bel Air. You know Cosby Show. Like you got you, you have. Um, yeah, the Cosby. Uh, Cosby. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think uh, I don't know if Girlfriends had started yet at this point. Oh yeah. Uh, Martin definitely probably had started by at least now. like real people. You know, yeah, yeah. watching, you know watching what I'm real you people. Yeah. Watching real people. Like we don't need to do just like stereotypes. And the thing is, if you're going to do a stereotype, then it really does have to say something at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's my only thing, but let's go through it. Cause I do think the film wanted to say stuff at certain moments, maybe, but like, I think a lot of the time it just wanted to be funny. Right. 
So the beginning of this movie is them working, they work, they work at a restaurant, and it's like, I mean, the camera just zooms in on their gold teeth. It's like, they have absolutely, like, it's like an, ins- it's like, I, I'm sure, yes. You know what? Not to make fun of people, because I'm sure there are people who look like that, but there was a way in which the film wanted you oh, to know yeah, uh, it's hilarious that this person has a gold tooth. Look at her teeth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, she's a waitress. Like She's a waitress. Look at, look at this. Look at her look teeth. At, look at her, her fingernails. Fake nails. Yeah, yeah. They like, yeah, it was like, the first, I yeah. think that was the first yeah, shot. First is shot like is the nails. The nails, like seven inch long nails. And my thing is, I guess it's very difficult again. It's like, yes, these people do exist, but it's more to them than surface. And this movie only painted. Only surface. And it made, to me, it's only like. Only surface. The movie made fun of them. Right. Honestly, not because they were like super silly, but instantly just how they looked. Right. How they looked. You know what I'm saying? And you know what's interesting? When I was watching this, I actually thought to myself, well, maybe this is like a clueless, right? Like clueless makes fun of those types of people. <sighs> yeah. Right? Like it's like, it's like, and so that's the comparison I was trying to make in my mind. Like, like, you know, like they're, they're making fun of like Valley Girls, but like you still like them and people love that movie and they don't feel, you know, and why is that? And then I was just like, well, because those people are places of like privilege and power and like yeah, they're yeah. rich like they like you can make fun of them but it's like yeah but they're living in mansions like I, yeah. I, I, and, it, that was a window like, into a different world and in, in Clueless like she has a moment of like of of thinking about what she's been putting out and sort of like questioning questioning it as well and then also but then also just owning herself you know there's she like, changes she it. has mo- she has she has moments of that and there was like I think it was I think it was the scene right before the plane scene that made me realize that this wasn't going to be a clueless. It was when they were just like, oh, it's uh, my mom always said, I, I, uh, you see something in threes, you just got to do it. And then they just go. Yeah. And it was like, what? I guess I kept like comparing was... this movie to, um, um, and it's not the same, to Waterboy. And it's only because okay, yeah. only because I was like, Waterboy, you can easily say Adam Sandler is making a fun of people who may be mentally slow, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I was like, man, there's certain parts in that movie where they show that Waterboy is more empathetic than everyone else around him. Waterboy is more caring than everybody else. Like Waterboy actually gives a shit. Like they made Waterboy important. Yeah, and to me, the only importance and, this black right. these black women had was that oh, we need you guys to con this dude. And right. again, eventually, yes, they like him. Yeah, but like, and they become and they and like at the end of the film, by the end of the film, they are. Night, it's like they're good-hearted people, and like that's the. Yeah. And I think if like the film had any type yeah. of like internal message, it was like, at the end of the day, all that matters is like, are you a are you a good person at yeah. heart? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I do, and that, I mean, I don't think that it's executed the most successfully, but I do think that like the turning down of a hundred thousand dollars, and then and then turning down again just ten thousand yeah. dollars, and then like wanting to tell him the truth, not being able to tell him to his face. All of that stuff was like, okay, at least there is that. Because they did, they were in dire straits. They didn't need that money. They don't have any money now, right? Yeah. That was like, they didn't cool. have, yeah, they were like, we don't have a home. <laughs> right. But, but I definitely don't think that it was, Right. I, I don't think it, it was enough. It was just no, they just had no, whatever. Well, what happens, they're like, <laughs> here's the thing. I could tell that Hallie and, Natalie were having fun. Oh in yeah. The movie. Oh, how is that? They're is, acting the shit out of that. That is what that is what made the movie enjoyable. Like that's what like I think I enjoyed it a little bit more than you. And I think the reason that I did is because I could see that at least the actors were having fun, and they were just like, "We're just being silly, and this is silly and dumb, and we're just having fun." Now, 
And it was like cool to be like, hey, yeah, like why don't like we should be able to like make fun of ourselves and like be silly and that kind of stuff. But knowing that this is a movie that you're putting out there <laughs> for the for whole the world, world to see, see. <laughs> it's like, but but you can't just put out these stereotypes and be like, because then it kind of just comes out. To, it feels like you're just like, yeah, black people are like this. And they are ridiculous because like even with the water boy, regardless of whether or not Adam Sandler should play a role like that in the movie, when people make fun of him for being for being slow or being dumb, you're supposed to feel bad for him and not like the people who are making fun of him. Yes. But in this movie, when they get made fun of, you're supposed to be like, yeah, they should be getting made fun of because they're ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're doing stuff that's like ridiculous. Your point, like the thing is like, yeah, Paperboy, I mean, uh, Waterboy is like, yeah, he is more humanized. Whereas like these people are stereotypes and it's like, yeah, aren't these people stupid and silly? Like them. Like Like them themselves. They are acting a fool. Like they're, they are, they're like doing the most because like, so we have, I mean, I mean, goodness, we're, the beginning of this film is just them. Uh, it's like you you meet their boyfriends who are also stereotypes, right? So Insane. One the dude's two, got a the, perm. But I, but I have to say this. I have to say this about this. AJ Johnson can say anything and I will laugh so hard. He is, every single thing I've seen him in, I have laughed at at everything he's ever said. And in this movie, I think he's in three scenes. And I swear to you that his last scene when he's just talking to uh, Mickey about what she should have and what they don't have, I was dying. Where he's crying. And... I was dying. Wait, was that supposed to be a comedic scene? Yes, that's a comedic scene. I don't even remember. Literally, all I remember is in this scene is like two dudes hit on them and the two dudes that hit on them can't afford to buy the hurricanes. Right. Yeah. They look at, they, they're like. Yeah. I mean, this was funny. Like, I, I like this like, moment of like, uh, you know. $16 for four drinks. And $16 like, for four drinks. And they look at the, the women <laughs> and the women are looking at them and they're like looking at each other. And the bartender's just there like, like he's done this before so many times. Like, oh my God. And then they're like, I mean, it's ladies night. Y'all got in for free. <laughs> Y'all got in for free. Which and is they're real. like, oh, hell no. Yeah, which is real. And uh, the boyfriends come up. And, oh a dude, bring, and, a, and the bartender puts the drinks away, brings the drinks He's like, right no, they're back. good for it. He's hit the look on his face is like, I do not want to do <laughs> and this. And they're like, again. no, 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 they're, they're good for it. They're good for it. And he's like, all right, $16 even. And they're like, oh, they pat themselves yeah. down. And, and then they look at the woman. I mean, it's ladies night. <laughs> Y'all can buy us the drinks. Oh, also, phase on love. Of, uh, I mean, Bernie Mac has a little moment in the beginning of this yeah, movie, yeah, which yeah. again, and for, for 1990, I was like, oh yeah, also yeah. Bernie Mac. 1997, I was like, no, Bernie Mac more lines than that. hundred <laughs> percent. What you doing? Give him in his little tiny role. But phase on love, ha- he he has, he has a nothing role in this. He has he has nothing yeah. to do with anything in the movie, but he nails this scene. <laughs> he nails this scene. He like he's talking to some woman, and he's like. I just want to say, like, there are a lot of girls in here, but I, I, I'm i only looking at you. And as he's saying this, he's looking at every single woman that's walking past he, him. He doesn't every like, single woman. He, adju- he moves her to the side. And <laughs> 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 he moves her to the side. Goes like this. And then he looks at one, and then he looks back at her, and he's like, I went to school with her. <laughs> I went to school with her. Like, uh, I, like he and he doesn't, and the thing that I, the, the reason I love it so much is because unlike, almost this entire movie he's playing it it's 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 
a little over the top, but he's playing it real. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, he's like, you're like, that's real. Because he realizes, because the character realizes, oh, you, I just did was fucked up, so let me explain it real quick. Let me explain. Like, let me explain what's happening. What I just did. Hold Hey, so I know, I know that probably too as well. the only one he explains Yes. He's doing it blatantly the whole time. He's like, no, yeah, like... You, but her, you're the only girl. I, you're, you're the only girl I, I see, and and like your name is etched in my heart. And... <laughs> there are it. so many comedians that have like one line in the movie. Yeah, what's that sequence in the in the in the music store? That that scene is the only scene that made me laugh. Like, I mean, I laughed at Face on Love, but I thought this scene was so well shot because the dude just kept moving away. It was, like, so, it was so perfect. <laughs> just like he's dancing. Just like when that he stops funny. to talk, true, I don't like it. Funny. But when he's that whole and it goes on for so he's long, it feels like. Uh, yeah, that was, yes. that was that was a good bit of physical. Comedy. Alex Thomas, but uh, but uh, yeah. So then I was saying, you know, they, they finally get on the plane. They got the huge hair. Right. Also, let's just, uh, once again, <laughs> they're trying to win a contest to be a dancer in a video to win $10,000? For Heavy D. $10,000 was a lot of money, man. I mean, I know. Yeah. It is a lot. It, it is a lot of money, but I, it was just like, it felt like such a random thing. Anyway, right. whatever. I mean, right. it was just to get him there. And it's so funny, when they're on the plane, and I know, James, you love this part, I yeah. was like. She says, she says, do you, think, do you think you overdid her hair? She's like, no, no, I do not. I do not think that. And then but you lose him out. It pans up. It's like the most ridiculous Ridiculous hair. Hair The white dude in the seat next to her, she just keeps hitting him in the eye. And he's like, oh. And he keeps, he's yeah, like oh. very softly reacting to it. I think he's like cursing. Yeah, he's, 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 oh, he's cursing. Oh, he's, he's like, oh, but, but he's not saying anything to her. No, just, it, was actually, it actually made it funny that, that he was, was cursing so, yeah, under he was his breath. And then like, Deborah Wilson walks over as the, Deborah Wilson walks over as the flight attendant and just tries to calmly talk to her. And she oh, does she it so, so deadpan. It was so. But also she, oh. her character, play, again, man, everyone else I feel like played it differently than they did. Because like, even when she does this thing, she's like, yeah, you mind putting your hair down a little bit? It looks good, though. Do you mind? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like she even tries. You mind putting your, she says it so you mind calmly. Putting your hair down yeah. a little bit. Mind putting your hair down a little bit? It looks good. Huh. You know and, what then, and then we just start hearing. I just thought this was so funny. We just start I hearing everyone in the, in the in the plane just yelling about not being able to see. <laughs> and, I want my money back for these headphones. I want my money back for these headphones. And then they just slowly sit down in their seats, and everybody's like, "Oh, oh yeah, that's all right." <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. Oh, I uh, loved I loved that scene. It right. was so it was so dumb. It was it just was yeah, so that dumb. part was like it is. A, I guess like this is a sketch movie. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know what? If you look at it like that, okay, it's a sketch. Okay, movie. I did. I wrote I wrote every single one of them down. I was like, and then now we're doing this sketch, and then now yeah. we're doing this. You're sketch. right, I, I, and that's what Robert Townsend does. <laughs> yeah, right? you're right. He does this is a sketches. Sketch. Okay. You know what? So okay. this is a sketch movie. That said, <sighs> that said, everything else we're saying. And here's the thing. Here's the thing about it too that I that maybe this is. Maybe this is blasphemy, but I I actually don't think Halle Berry is good in this movie. Oh, I know. I disagree. I, well, I think she's great in no, it. No, and here's the thing: what? is that I just because I don't think she has that comedic thing that you need for a movie like this. Like hmm. it's not. She's not nailing the comedy, and and I and it, oh. it's hard to tell because she's such a good actress. Like, and when they have like the real moments, you're like, oh, she's good at this. Like when she's like crying at the mm -hmm. end like I don't think a comedic actor would have been able to nail that like scene as well mm -hmm. as Halle Berry does because like this part of the scene was like 
I actually got slightly emotional, not at the de- not at the death scene actually, yeah, but got- at the will scene mm-hmm. where they're like reading mm-hmm. the will and like it was like an interesting choice. That's literally the end of the movie, but like there's an yeah. interesting choice like to like not have them not hear what how much they're getting or whatever, right? But just to see the reactions and like the reaction of the butler, like when the butler was like. When he hears that he's getting something and he's like, and like all the oh, other people are like, yeah, like clapping and really tapping. Nice. I was like, oh, that, that was really touching. That was great. Yeah. But like, is there like, I'm trying to think like, I'm trying to think of moments where like Halle Berry was like doing a joke or whatever that I thought it was funny. And I, I don't so know if that fo- happened. It was right. hard for me because they were so stereotypical. It was hard for me to laugh at anything yeah, they did. Yeah. Because to me it was like, cause all right. And, and I think it's different. So I know there's been a lot of talk about like comedy and how do we do comedy these days. But to me, like even in 1997, this movie was a problem. Yeah, you yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like, so it's like, it, it wasn't me watching it from like a 2019 eye. It's like, no, the critics th- in 97 yeah, like, yeah, thought it was a like, problem. This was a problem, and the thing is now it's tricky because in 2019, I've been like keeping up with that whole the R. Kelly documentary that came out, oh, and like yeah. people are like, do we support black women? Are we laughing? Yeah. Like, what do we do? So to me, it's like I am now watching a movie that is strictly pointing like poking fun at black women, mm-hmm. right? And the thing is, at no point in this movie, at least to me, did they give them any true skill or attribute that was like beneficial to no, them didn't. or anyone else they, around they them. It was just did. the soul food. That's yeah, the like only that. thing you could, is like, yeah. even though that was also a stereotype, it was like, she cooks the soul, she's like, and this is uh, Natalie's character, and she's like, I'm gonna make, oh, this food, this is why you're freaking dying. Yeah. And they're like, I'm gonna make good this food, and and they're like, well, that food's bad for you. She's like, not how I make it. Yeah. And also, it's like joy. Like he needs to live. Like like live for the and rest of your life. We do see that paying off for him. Like he does. Yeah, he comes back to, and he's like, but it is like a weird. But but mm-hmm. to Jura's point, it is like a weird thing of like, is it just like black shit is making this white dude better? Like it's like like that was which is what it was. Which right? is what it was. Yeah, it because was like it was it's shit. like it's like the rap music was like he was into mm-hmm. and like But I did like I mean to to, to playing say basketball. the other side of it. I did like that he they play basketball. actually liked it. Like it felt like that was his I did like tr- that. his truth and not like a sometimes it felt a little bit like he was fetishizing. But um but it also kind of felt a little bit like his truth. I don't know. I mean, it's hard because I don't think that the movie actually had a message. So it feels hard for me to try to say that it did. I think yeah, it's hard too because yeah, Natalie's character, I did not like at any point in the movie. Oh, really? Like her but character. But did you like her as an actor? I think it, it, it's difficult for me to, to, again, say whether they were good or bad mm-hmm. because they were so stereotypical. It was, like, mm-hmm. it was uncomfortable to watch. Right, yeah. So I can't, it's hard because I can't be like it was funny because I was like, I don't want to laugh at that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like every time she was like screaming for... And again, when she was talking about love, I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe they're going to make her like the sweet, you know, maybe because she's bigger. She's having a hard time finding someone to love her for who she is. I'm like, no, but this woman only wanted to do with money. And yeah, she said yeah, it yeah. multiple times. And I was like, I was actually really surprised when when uh, the the who's the dude, Antonio or whatever the. F- yeah. The, the, the you know, the uh, bad Luigi. Yeah, yeah, bad, yeah. Um, uh, Luigi Amadeo. But Antonio is his character's name. Yeah, yeah. His name is yeah. So the character Antonio, when he was like hitting on her, and she all of a sudden was like super chaste and was like, "No, like I'm not gonna have sex until I'm married." I was like, "Really?" I, I, it, yeah. It was it just like, a, like the moment felt, right before seemed like she was like, "I can't wait to get with this guy." Like, yeah, and then she was like, and then she was right like, "Whoa!" He was like, "Whoa!" She was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" Like, like put a ring on my finger first, and I'm like, and I was just like, "What?" We've but, never understood this about your character. 
And then it doesn't, I don't know, it was a weird, it didn't feel consistent. Yeah. But she she does maintain maintain that. that. And we also never really see her, like, trying to have sex with everybody. So that, you know, that... I don't know. I mean, it, it seeing him come out and being like also very like I'm a lover. It was like okay, well, we don't need to see <laughs> right because he's supposed to be like Latino. Yet kinda, another right? stereotype. Yeah, and I guess um, the hard part is like it's stereotypes. I mean, and maybe you know, the positive is that they everybody was a stereotype. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I literally think. wrote down everyone's a stereotype. It's true. Everybody so is. Yeah. Yeah. So Even the white people are stereotypes. Like the Brett, like the son yeah, the butler are, is like a freaking British dude, and the yeah. son like he's like. Super soft yeah. and like trying to like. Um, well, also, well, the moment well, I just wanted to say before we move on to the next thing, the moment that I did like from Ali Berry, and it was early on, and I guess it was actually kind of like a probably just them being like, how funny does she look? But there's a moment in the like beginning when she does like a, there's like a smile that starts to creep up on her face, but it never becomes full. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember what was going on in the moment. I can't remember why she was she was there, but I that moment was both funny to me and also impactful like i could i could see her believing or feeling whatever the the moment was mm. and that and i think that was what keyed me into her acting i was like oh i i believe you as this this character even though this character is like a yeah, watered man, down that, that movie was tough man i'll tell you this when she got to the the dance um when they got when they finally landed oh, yeah. when she dancing and she did the the other girl stretching and she's like oh I was just going home. And I'm like, all right, cool. Maybe she may, you know, I was wondering, maybe she's going to be the dopest dancer of all time. That's right. what I thought the switch was going to be. Right. Or she's going to be horrible because it's a comedy. Yeah, but I thought she may have been like, like, uh. But my thing is, it was in the middle. It wasn't, right. it wasn't so, I, again, to me, I was just like, it wasn't funny. It didn't, it, it was, it was, you knew it was coming and it wasn't funny. That's what I was like. Yeah. She's going to dance bad. And then she was dancing bad, but it wasn't that bad. It was right. like, it was just like not great. Yeah. Also, I guess I wanted and to see like, her all dance all right. against the. Pe- I wanted to see her dance. Yeah. yeah. I wanted Why to see that in the thing. When they skipped, when they completely skipped this, I was like, oh, so this has nothing to do with the movie. Like, yeah, I was like, this is just an excuse to get them to this side of town. I guess. Yeah. Like, what? And, yeah. the guy and then just, her like ha- their hair is all like <laughs> collapsed. Their hair is yeah. the best. They're they're completely soaked in sweat. Yeah, and then the guy's like, oh, I think you'd be perfect for this thing. And you're like, oh, this dude is going to kidnap them. Right. Yeah, and they go back to the house. White dude shows up. White dude shows up, and he's looking at them like, I, I've captured the black women. I mean, it was that weird. Was like, well, you had that so weird bizarre. racist joke of like, uh, how did you get past security? There's no begging allowed in, yeah. in yeah. Beverly Hills. And then he I hate them. when people be begging. Uh-huh, people be begging us for stuff all the time. Oh, no, like, yeah, all them crackheads all be begging. Crackheads That's be what begging. they said. And I was like, man, what the well, <laughs> like, like, the movie made me so mad, yo. It's like, when all the crackheads uh, be begging, I'm like, Robert Townsend. What? Because my thing is, this is not ex- 1990. And, but then we get the explanation of why they're there. And we are maybe 15 minutes into this movie. And they're like, yep, we about to sit with, <laughs> this is what you bait. This is the ticket you bought. We're about to sit with. Two black women pretending to be the long lost granddaughter of this woman who this man what was maybe this man's house servant, like like yeah. and we're gonna see their coming of age. Like he's like <laughs> he loved he loved black women. Oh, you want me to play her? Not quite. He loved this black woman, but he he wasn't allowed to love her because she was black. 
And so then he had to, he was forced to marry a white woman. I could. <laughs> he's forced to marry a white woman. And now uh, he's about to die. And so I'm thinking you can play her grandchild. I could not believe this. And she's like, <laughs> and they were like, literally um, without skipping a beat, like, yeah, they clap. They, cl- they applaud they him. They applaud him, which you're like, okay. I was like, it's like, cool. We get it. You just want to get into this premise. Let's let, let's get into this movie. Zero prep. They go to yeah. dinner. They're immediately at dinner. I was like, zero prep? You like, know. you're not going to tell him a little bit about this woman? And then, like, immediately, there, he's like, she was like, yeah, what did uh, she tell you about me and stuff? Uh-huh. And, like, he's, like, looking trees, at her, like, the trees, the right? The trees, and then he's like, the oak tree. There were trees. <laughs> yes, there were trees. There were trees. <laughs> Magnificent trees. The oak tree. And she's like, yeah, the oak tree. Honestly, no. I really didn't like Halle Berry in this movie at all. Because here's the thing is that she was doing just a stare. And I know what that... The, yeah. Here's the thing. I, mean, I was, actually... I, and I understand what you're saying about Natalie, because they they were both they both were playing similar characters. But there was a part of me that believed that... like I was like, I can kind of see Natalie being a real person, and then she's doing extra for like comic comedic moments Mm -hmm. but Halle Berry I never bought and maybe it's just because she's so like pretty (laughs) and because of like the other movies I've seen her in Mm -hmm. but I just never bought her as this like hood chick who like Every time it doesn't they, even make sense. Like nothing, nothing about her character makes any sense in the movie. Every time they did, I agree with that. I agree with that for sure. <laughs> um, uh, but every time they did like a close up of her, like just listening to something or like <laughs> thinking that she wants to do something, I was like, "That's it." <laughs> no, my thing She's is, doing she, has, it. she has a presence yeah, on she, screen. She definitely that's was like, she definitely was taking the acting, the real moments. It's just like the voice, the posture, like yeah. Everything felt so put on that it, it was hard to, like, because even after this, so, so, um, next time, like, the, the, the guy is finally talking to them, and I remember there was one scene that I hated, is like, them in the pool, right? So it's like, Holly, the old oh, dude yeah. in the pool, um, and then, like, the girls, the Natalie falls in the water, hair gets wet. And you know the whole big thing, black women can't get their hair wet. Right. But like it was a big deal. She storms off, and they never discuss. It never happens again. Why she says she's, she's like she got her hair wet, but they don't explain what that means. What does it mean? Right. Why right. is it so important? What does it mean? And they also don't do. They don't do anything with it. They don't do anything with it comedically. Yeah. Like it's just it happens, and I guess. That's supposed to be the funny thing. Oh no, she got her hair wet. Well, which again, she would hate that. When we've talked about this before, of like because black audiences, especially at this point, are so thirsty to see black people on screen mm-hmm. that just the acknowledgement, just yeah. like oh, just a drop of acknowledgement of like there is a thing in the black culture that black women don't want to get their hair wet because they don't want to ruin their hair. Like, just that acknowledgement is yeah. enough to satisfy black audiences. Yeah, like, it, it's true. I mean, like, <laughs> this is... But this it's is, only because we're in a desert. <laughs> yeah. This is a little bit more of a joke, but I remember just loving the part in House Party when, like, the, in the foreground, there's just a bag of sugar being poured into a Kool-Aid. But, like, yeah. the yeah, full, full bag. The full bag, I remember that. <laughs> it's just, like... And it goes on for, like, a minute. Like, like keep cutting back, and we <laughs> sort of see it. And that's more of a joke, right? Because it's a full bag, right. and it's, like, going on for so long. But I... but. Loving just seeing Kool-Aid on screen is, ama- is, yeah. is, is yeah, amazing. Because it's something too. about seeing things you relate to, but it's like, they didn't give these, there was no nuance. Right. There was like, <laughs> and after that, she runs away. We never discuss it again. Uh, uh, I am jumping around, so, 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 so stop me, whatever. But then like when uh, Hallie and, and, and Nellie are in bed and they're talking and then 
the Latin guy comes in and Nally like has this moment where she like leaves her best friend and like is flirting with this dude, but her best friend is right there sad, walks out. I'm like, all right, this is weird because I feel like women be holding each other down. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, this is weird. And then they catch the guy stealing and all of a sudden they turn into Mike Tyson, both of them. Oh, which, yeah. Which I guess was funny. I Again, don't know. Yeah, this it would have been funny if this scene was executed properly. Yeah, at this but point, there was so much air in this in this scene that I was just like, "Why are you all? Why are you taking so much time?" And like now, my suspension of disbelief is gone. I don't mm-hmm. believe that a f- fully grown man is standing there waiting to get punched in the face, waiting, waiting by two women. And there was something weird about the editing. Like we could tell that the punches didn't actually land. Yeah. <laughs> like not a single one actually landed. No, it was one of them. There was something so weird about the way that they shot it. I th- actually, it actually is probably the worst scene in the movie. Yeah. Because not only does that happen, not only do you not believe that th- physically this could happen. And then to me, it wasn't funny. And then on top of that, he gets caught. Mm. And then it's like, and then immediately it's like, don't worry, our plan can still work in front of everybody. Makes no and sense. you're like, yeah. huh? And no one addresses <laughs> that. Ever, no one ever addresses that. Well, and they do address it, but it's like, it's like of no cons. It's like they can't do anything about it. And Ugh. this feels like the thing that the movie is about, but we're at an hour in and there's another 30 minutes left and they pretty much just move on. From that, yeah, like, like his plan is ruined, which is like, else. what was his plan? Oh, remember, because this is so funny. The very next scene is uh, the lawyer, the lawyer, and she's like, "Oh, he's trying to discredit you, say, saying you're insane because you took two black women off the street and took them into your house, and like they're trying to bleed you dry." Which I guess is a and letting them steal from you, yeah. and you were incompetent. And yeah, so like, I guess that's. A, I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's supposed to be a good plan. I don't get it. But also, like, I thought it was very weird. Because at the very next scene after that, it's like now they're partying. No, is this where they party at the house and he's like the roof is on fire, or do they go to that dinner where they see Pet um, Harry D? The dinner's uh, earlier. The, yeah, the dinner's earlier. Oh, this is earlier? when they, this is when they go out to to dance and the the yeah and the guy is like the roof is on the fire. Roof is on fire. I was like, um, and that's because the roof is on fire. That's because okay. So I didn't like I uh. didn't like this scene of that but I did like the earlier scene the phone call when scene? he's on the phone I did like the phone call I scene. did like the phone I liked what was the phone call the phone call scene is when he calls the boyfriend and she's like tell him uh, but yeah I didn't like Halle Berry in this scene he, but I did like him yeah it's because it was like because it was a moment of it, they were able to kind of do two things, right? Like they were able to do the like, you tell, blah, 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 right? They were doing that. Yes. And then also doing the like, and this is a British man saying yeah. for and cheesy or whatever it, he says. The thing that it worked for me, because it's like, it is like a, at this point, it is a very hack joke kind yeah, of. Yeah. But the reason it worked for me was because I thought the guy who played the butler was playing it for, like was playing it very real. He wasn't like trying to make of it, but he was just like, he was just like, okay, um, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Mister. He she says like, you know, whatever. I don't remember. And then like him, <laughs> him like hearing the conversation and, and like, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes, yes mm-hmm, all yes. of that. Was, oh, that what was nice. Quite, yes, she is biting her lip right now. Yeah. Yes. But then the <laughs> second time, but then in this in this in this DJ s- sequence, it yeah, was just like this we don't it. need no, this. and that was over the top and <laughs> silly yeah, and dumb. weird. 
We've seen I don't know, this man. Already. This movie, this movie, like hurt me only because I was like, this dream won't end, and there's no point. It's only an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. That's, it was only hour. It and was half. only an hour and a half. But that that was yeah. what was that was what was bizarre to me at this moment. It was like we are an hour into the movie, and the thing that seemed like the big thing about the movie has <clears> now <throat> been resolved somewhat. Like we are now moving <laughs> past this thing to also, yet another thing. <laughs> when the boyfriends come and they're like clean cut and stuff, now I'm like, but they still don't. Like he still ain't got no job. Like he's still like right. And so so like so this was the, so this was the thing that I that I think is hard about the movie because I don't think the movie has a message. But right. So the th- the thing that bothers you, Jira, about about her is that she wants somebody with money. Yeah. Right. But I think the thing that she actually wanted was for him to have an ambition, a dream. Like that's to, what Halle Berry to, wanted to at least want something well, no, Nat- Natalie Nat- only wanted Natalie like, only a wanted a rich dude so to me it's like when they came back and they were clean cut I was like but these niggas still ain't got no job <laughs> but well, then, want a job but then but then we re- she, she only wanted a clean cut though. she only wanted a rich dude but we realized that the dude that she was with like was not only poor was taking her out to eat and they would watch people eat. That's the funny. So she wants a dude Wait, with money because <laughs> that was the funniest line. I love of the movie. this. I love the funniest this scene. line of the movie is him saying, "Even though I didn't like the fact that he had his hands over his face the whole Yo, time, I wanted to even actually that, see him." That bothered me, but then it was like it became even funnier because the scene just kept going. There were more things that he yeah. was doing. But Wait, him, what was the one? He he said. Uh, he was like, I know, because basically he was like, I know you deserve better. Like, I know you deserve like nicer clothes. Like, you shouldn't have to wear your Sunday best on Wednesday. I know that you shouldn't, that but, when you go to a restaurant, you shouldn't have to just watch other people eat. But, and, and like, but so the, here's the thing about it, right? Because because here's the, here's the weird thing about the movie is like, yes, she wanted Hilarious. somebody with money this whole Hilarious. time. But he was going, you should get this. You shouldn't get what I'm giving you. What but I'm it was like. You. We need something in between both of the, like we don't need like don't go out to eat and watch somebody. That's wild. <laughs> That's so crazy. You go to a restaurant and have to watch other people eat. So like- cr- the, the the level of like the level of like oh yeah this is this is the this is where we're at. Yeah. To where this is what you need. It was like no, like like then, but, for both then, dudes, it was like just want some, just want a little something else. Just want a little me, something else. Again, I know it's a comedy, and I, it's almost like a sketch comedy. But like, there's a part of me that's like, if you're gonna make this kind of thing, then like, explain why these characters haven't done this stuff because right. it's not mm. because there's a part of it that's like, I don't know what you're trying to say. Like, are you saying that? Like I maybe these I know these words weren't like thrown around as much then, but like, are you saying that systemic racism has entrapped these black men so that they actually can't get ahead, even though they're trying? But the but the movie doesn't make it seem like that. In the no. beginning, they're just lazy bums. Yep, they're yep, just the bums yeah. who like aren't trying. Oh, they have a line. I mean, this is a joke, and it's a funny joke. But literally, she's like, she's like. She's like, man, y'all ain't got no jobs. And he's like, you know we've been thinking about putting in applications for months. I was like, what? He says, you what? know we've been thinking about putting in applications. This is like the third scene of the movie. <laughs> it's so You wild. know we've been thinking about putting in applications for months. And I was like, that's a funny line of like, these are trash dudes. But then we're supposed to care about them at the end. Right. Not only care about them, we're supposed to be like, hey, Halle Berry. You got somebody who loves you. Be with yeah, him. Yeah, we're and supposed like, to care what, about that. What, what does he do that shows? <laughs> Lily, at the end of this movie, when they had this whole, they get the money and stuff, the only reason these dudes have a fleet of cars 
is because the women gave them money. Right. right. Like, literally. And it's a bad right. business. <laughs> it's 97. Talk about, goddamn. This is the other reason I thought it was 1990. Their business was pagers. Yeah, pages. Uh, pages. Page. Whatever the page, flip. Pager brother? It doesn't <laughs> matter. It was like it was something right, but it was like a fleet of cars. It was like <laughs> limousine. Page a car. Page a car. Like, like page the car. I'm like, 97, bro? Cell phones do exist, and you know pagers are on the way out. And you're going to create a whole service based on pagers? Hey, low key, though. Low key. Hear me out. America Online has started in 97. Hear me out, Hear me out minute, though. But I think this plan... If they would have just talked to somebody who's a little bit smarter, it could have been a good plan. Okay. Because what this is, is just Uber. It is Uber. It's just Uber. They just did it wrong. Like you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Like you're saying, 1997, you're pages right. are out. But if they was up on it and had no, a better right. plan, this, this could have been This was Uber. They could have been, they could have been Ubering. They could have yeah, been Uber. If they understood the internet. Yeah. They could have been Uber. Uh, also, <laughs> Salon, <laughs> Salon and Sulfur. What did uh, she say? The salon and soul food. Like, I don't even understand what the business was. The business, the business you can so get a restaurant up front, and it's a hair salon. What in did the back. he? What were the things like? Toronto you can get a weave. Math. <laughs> but it's a restaurant what up front. What were the rhymes? It was like you get a. Oh, what was it? Oh, I, think I, I don't remember out. their rhymes. I think I zoned out. But you know, it was what, like though? a weave and a. And, I don't know. You know Damn what it. though? Yeah. What I do kind of like the idea of like a salon and like a coffee shop though. You know okay, what I'm saying? Okay. Because I just started going to this barbershop. Um, and man, yeah, barbershop. That's a very go. hipster thing to have barbershops and coffee shops. Yeah, man. Like I, like, I just went to this place like, oh, by uh, UCB East. Uh, and it's like a barbershop, but they have like a little, you can get drinks. Yeah. Like your lady mm -hmm. can come. She can get yeah. her nails done. It's like a vibe. You know what I mean? So they were, the businesses had a, it, maybe if they would have just tweaked it a little bit, they could have got something. Right. But, and, I, and whatever. I mean, it's a comedy, but like. I don't know. Let me, let me I just feel like I need to. Yeah. I, I, is this done? <laughs> I think so. I know. I mean, I guess uh, you're right. Like we did, did we just get through the movie. That is the I end. So. I mean, I'm, I'm trying. Wanna, to, I'm just trying to think. Is there something you missed? Let me just. Think something you missed. Let me just think. Because I've been trying to speak I did this like, on purpose. I did like that line because I did like that application slide. That is a funny line. <laughs> when he comes back, I gotta say though, when he comes back in with his haircut, I was like, "You don't look that great." No, I was no, like, "No, he didn't." Right? Like that haircut but he was didn't in a look, suit though. He was in a suit, but the haircut didn't look that good. Um, and. And yeah, they they but then they say like there are some things more important than money, and I was like, yeah, but like also you need a home, uh, <laughs> like you need a freaking home. Uh, and then it, and then we find out that he knew it the whole time that the old man already knew that Lisa, uh, his love lost love Lisa never had children. He was a stalker. How you know that? There's a part of me that thought the mm -hmm. lawyer was gonna be like. I'm Lisa. Same here. <laughs> yeah. I thought That's so what the I thought time. too, but then I was like, what would be the point of that? <laughs> like what? Like, or she was going to be like, I'm Lisa's daughter. Daughter, yeah, yeah. And you're like, that's Lisa's daughter. She's like, I'm Lisa's daughter and I never had no children. <laughs> Why you say it like that? Children. Um, yeah. Anything else we missed? No, that's it. And then he dies. Hey, man, I think Hollywood, and not only Hollywood, but just the world at large, needs to start giving black women a little bit more love, man. Like, for real, for, I know we talk about it on this podcast, but think about it, man. Think about this movie. Can you honestly say this movie puts black women in a good light? Can you honestly say this movie bigs them up the way they should be bigged up? Does this no. movie show how- I think how, it wanted to. I think it Ooh, did, but it didn't. Really? But it did. I think it, I think it yes, I think it truly wanted to. Mm -hmm. I, well, definitely the screenwriter wanted it to. But see, to me, that that- in his, in his essence is part of the problem yeah. like 
uh, to me, it's like you had this black woman write it. And again, like I guess she had no directing credits, so maybe they wouldn't let her direct it. But it's like, bro, if you're going to take this movie over, you got to listen because there's nuances that you missed. Yeah. And I feel like there's a lot of times where you just like bypass. And I'm being very particular. So I'm not talking about women in general. I'm talking about there's a thing that people do to black women that is like either we just assume they're going to support everything. We just like, I feel like like everyone assumes they're fine. Like, and I keep thinking, and maybe this is a lot because I keep reading about this R. Kelly stuff, and I'm like, yeah, man, like, we know since we were kids R. Kelly was wild. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Wild. But, like, again, someone brought up when I was watching the doc that the reason probably nothing ever happened is because it was happen- happening to black women. And black yeah. women are usually never defended. You know what I mean? Like, it would have been a white woman, like, all hell would have broken. It was like, R. Kelly, I hit peeing on white women. You know what I mean? But it was like a black girl. And it's like... And particularly... By black men, yes, because black men are are because I mean we've had it happen on our social media accounts where we where certain a very few black men criticize us for defending black women because the perpetrator of the crime or whatever assault against the black woman was a black man, yeah. and it's like it doesn't matter if it's a black man who's assaulting a black woman if he's a man assaulting a woman then he needs to be called out. A hundred percent. Period. Mm-hmm. But that's but that's the culture that we live in. And the culture that we live in is like, we will defend almost anyone else before black women. And I think that's, for instance, right now, we're talking about how cool it is to see, uh, we've been talking about how cool it is to see like uh, heroes of color, right? We have uh, one of women that's coming out. We got like, we got Captain Marvel. What black woman superhero can we get on the screen? You know what I mean? Like, what's, like I don't even know one in my head that they can put on screen. Well, uh, Storm. Oh, right, Storm. Then we ever gonna get a Storm movie? No, because now we got to focus on Jean Grey again. It's like it's like we. Yeah. It's just a thing of like it feels like there's no trust. She it turns feels like there's into no trust. A, a bird, a firebird, a phoenix. People like firebirds. We've already seen it. We literally no, saw it in the last one. I haven't seen it enough. It's Give me a, another Wolverine movie. It's just a thing. I just feel like we gotta do something, man. And I think it's up. And I will say this: I think it's solely up. To, I think it's men should take on that cause. You know what I mean? I feel like even as black man, like if you're gonna be Robert Townsend in 1997 and take this woman's script, then it's up to you to make sure that this woman's vision comes to light, not just yours. You yeah, know what I mean? Or, or at least recognize this is your dear Hollywood. No, no, <laughs> go ahead. No, go ahead. But at least recognize, you know, the shit that you've been doing for years and years and years. And not you, the royal you, men, all men, right? For years and years and years, and be open and receptive to the women and what they want and yeah. you know. because it's hard because at the end of the day it's like I think it's easier to point things to be like oh a straight white dude has this issue because it's like it's hard to be like you're wrong and I mm-hmm. deal with this too like, it's hard to be like hard the to look way, in the mirror yeah it's hard to be like oh I said this joke I didn't think it was that bad why are you being offended right and we bl- black men we do it too mm-hmm. you know what I mean it's very human to be defensive when somebody calls you out and says you did something that was messed up because you want to because you everybody wants to think of themselves as a good person and you want to think well there x y and z is the reason that it happened and if you didn't do this or if i didn't you know and it it takes a lot of maturity to actually step back and go oh like i was part of the problem and that doesn't mean that i should be written off and that i should no longer get to participate in society like you know, harkening back to a conversation that we had earlier, but like, yeah, like a month ago, like a month ago, (laughs) but no, but it's like true. Like we, we should be able to grow. We should be able to make mistakes, but to, to grow from those mistakes, you have to recognize that those things are mistakes. You have to be like, Hey man, like, you know, I, 
I think any just like personally, I'm like I know I used to not think about. Uh, uh, I mean, I would never catcall a woman on the street, but like, I remember when those conversations first started happening, like f- five, six years ago, mm-hmm. and people were saying like, like, yeah, stop telling women to smile or say hello, blah, blah. There was like a part of me that's like, well, I mean, like, you should be able to like talk to like just because you don't know them, like, you should be able to talk to them, like. And I wasn't thinking about the idea that like, especially in places like New York, like places that are super populated, there are women walking down and like. They don't know who you are. And so every man who t- starts talking to them, they know, oh, this has the potential to go south if I don't give them enough, enough attention. If I don't, like, smile and, like, appease their ego or whatever, like, I can say the wrong thing and all of a sudden they're screaming at me. And I don't know who those men are. Exactly. I just know that as I walk down the street, after six blocks, five men have tried to talk to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're like, just being aware of that kind of thing and being like, oh, I didn't mean anything by it. Like, I wasn't intending any harm, but I'm a part of the male race. <laughs> like, yeah, you're you a know, part of the problem. You're so, yeah. Because you got to learn. And to me, it's like, and I'm just bringing that up because I do think this movie had a chance to be good. It's just that Robert Townsend may not have been the person equipped to do it. Because there mm-hmm. is something to the old guard of, Again, like you said, like this, like this dude came from like old type of comedy where it was very misogynistic, where it was very homophobic. Right, you played into the stereotypes. Yeah. Like and that's like, what comedy was. And you can't do that. Like again, like Chris Rock literally a month ago was talking about how you can't do comedy, and I'm like, I don't think that's the case. I just think yeah, people can. are having a hard time because we're used to relying on jokes that nowadays in 2019 we see as lazy, like relying on a joke about, you know. Uh, uh, hood dudes and like them shooting each other like right. that's we've seen that for three thirty right. years. You're relying on old stereotypes that people want to get rid of. They don't want those stereotypes reinforced into our society anymore. And so they're like, therefore, it's like stop making those types of jokes. Make new ones. <laughs> yeah, and, and, <laughs> like just make new jokes. Like in Hollywood, I think we can make a movie where like. Uh, I believe Janelle James uh, said it on our show best. Is like you can make a movie about a black woman where. Her issue has nothing to do with a man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where it's like her urgency has nothing to do with that dude. It could be her own thing. You know, whether she's trying to start a business. Whether like I think the the thing, and I kept thinking about Girls Trip while watching this movie. And I think the beauty of Girls Trip was is that Girls Trip was a movie about four women and how their friendship was going. It was solely that. Right. Like, yeah, you had like, you know, yeah, there one are men dude involved because that's dude life. Yeah. But the sole purpose was is that they were trying to figure out even how they interacted with some of those dudes where this one was like, they went from men they hated to taking care of this white dude and then it was like back to the other bum dudes again. So, whatever. Um. So yeah, so like I know I said I laughed at some stuff and, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and I know I've also said that I agree with the points that everyone was saying. Mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. Them, you know? And I'm just, I have, a, I have just like a small pitch on how we could have potentially improved the movie. Right, right. So it's like, so it's at the end, right? And we're and we're at the the pager car, has been it's finally in existence. And it's the part that we we pan over, okay? We pan over and we see the the row of cars. There's all kinds of different cars. People wearing different color suits, right? They fly. We stop at one though, and it's like it's a pair of khakis. We're like, oh, okay, what's up with this? And then it pans up, and then we see two. Uh, blue and white striped shirt. We're like, okay, what is this? Oh, and then suddenly we're at the end of the dreadlocks and it's Ed. We see Ed from Good Burger, okay? It pans over and the car is the burger car, okay? You know, it's the burger car. He pays the burger, 
Okay. They get in, you know, and Dexter's in there too. They're both in the car and they're like, oh, this is what I call fast food. And you're like, what? And then the bats come over and they're like, hey, we're like, we're like fancy rich now. And then, you know, and then they, they, they do the scene, they do the shack scene again and they, and they eat the burger and they're like, you know, I, I need some tomato. You know that? Yeah, I like tomato on my burger. And then, and, then, and then they give them a tomato. And then, they, and then they eat the burger. Are you Why? proud of this? Like, boy, this is not good. <laughs> yeah, then we just have we have good burger at the end of it. This is it's like, not it's like a good it just scene. becomes becomes. Are you actually this happy? Or are you putting it on? We need a reboot. I know, but this wasn't I'm a good setup. I'm not happy. All right, we need a reboot. <laughs> this is not a good setup. I need, I need, I need them back on screen together. Okay, um, laughing and playing and hugging right, each I, other. Sounds like you have a problem I right now. Hugging uh, each other. All right, so my. Uh, uh, <laughs> wow, this was that was. Oof, that it's, was bad. Uh, it's time for the cause. We rate and review films not based on how much we <laughs> like them, but whether or not they help the cause of more leading black actors in Hollywood. Right? So. <laughs> I don't know. If we think, hey, man, this film helped the cause, Mm-mm. give it a black fist. Okay, we think, all right. all right, I mean, this film kind of helped the cause. We give uh, it a white palm. <laughs> We're like, hey, man, this film didn't help the cause. Uh-oh. <laughs> we do not give it anything uh, man, this is good. Uh, uh, on the uh, count of trice. Uh, I mean, what would you, what'd you count to? Uh, you know, I need to know now. <laughs> you do a three, two, one, two, one, two, three. Or are you one, two, speaking three. in French? You said trace. You said trace. Are you doing one? Is it Spanish? He what did started, you say? He started. Two. Started, started. <laughs> trace. Two white palms and Gerard gave it nothing. I go I first. I gave it nothing. I don't know go how ahead. you give it nothing. I can tell you how I gave it nothing. Because you, you know what? The thing is, like, I understand this movie had Holly Berry. I understand this movie had um, the actress who played Natalie, directed by uh, Robert Townsend, written by Troy, but, like, I don't think it helped anybody. I don't think this movie helped Holly Berry. Obviously, the rest of the performance in this movie, and again, not seeing this movie led to it, but, like, they weren't starring in a bunch of stuff. Holly Berry wasn't starring in a bunch of stuff. Like, it took a while before Troy got. Um, uh, uh, what is it? Love Don't Cost a Thing. And then she didn't really direct big movies after that. Also, I think the mere fact that this black woman who wrote the movie felt almost robbed of the movie and took, and literally, like she said, and what John just read, like she took the blame for the movie, even though it was rewritten technically without her even knowing about it. You know what I mean? So I think this movie put a lot of things out into the to into the universe that wasn't good. I think like a black guy director who, yes, we all love, I think he, Whatever happened, I think he wants to take advantage. But I don't think he listened to the writer, the black woman writer. I think that Holly Berry and the actress who played Natalie played stereotypes of black women, with only, which only perpetuated these stereotypes in a bigger world because you had Holly Berry. So you had eyes on it. You didn't make these characters seem very leveled or nuanced. So you didn't make them seem like, oh, misunderstood. You just didn't do that. You played things, you made them a joke. You made them the butt of the joke. And I think that's very harmful. And I think at this time in the 90s, especially when at the 90s, like, this is when the WB is starting to take black people off of TV. This is when Fox is starting to take black people off of TV. This is when UPN is starting to change. It's like, these are the things that people see. And the fact that the movie didn't do well, it's like, you made us a joke and the movie bombed. So, fuck this movie. (laughs) I'm so, like, I think about it. I was like, man, screw this movie, man. All right, I'm done. Watch this is the podcast. Robert Townsend actually here is not the ones we like his movie. Well, you know, um, shoot. Uh, yeah, so uh, I that's agree true. With, he definitely didn't listen to the end. I agree with uh, with what Gerard just said. I gave it a white palm though. I couldn't give it a fist, right? Even though it is a movie with a with a black 
director, black male director, black female writer, and it's popular. The whole movie is all black actors, with the exception of uh, with with only like two or three exceptions, three exceptions, something like that. Um, uh. But, but I couldn't give it a fist because of everything that Gerard just said. But I had to give it a palm because, like, a, a black woman wrote the movie. And, like, yes, there was some disconnects with Robert Townsend. And that's unfortunate that that happened. But it is great that a a major motion picture like this came out. All of the, all the supporting roles, all those comedians, they were... They were the people that, like, had these kinds of roles that, like, popped and made you laugh uh, uh, every, every time they were on screen. So it was great that they had more opportunities to work with this movie. Um, and, yeah, I mean, and I, and I did enjoy – I enjoyed the, the acting of it. I thought it was really strong. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's a shame. It's a shame that the movie didn't knock it out of the park. But um, but I think it deserves a at least a palm for that. Yeah, I gave it a palm because uh, Halle Berry did star in it. Natalie uh, uh, Reed um, also starred in it, and um, you don't really get that too often. Let's be honest; you don't get it too many films that star two black women. Um, now it's a palm because I don't really think it helped their careers too much. Halle Berry, of course. Uh, obviously survive quote unquote survives this she goes on to lead other movies technically this was her first like movie where she was like the lead lead I think mm. um, but uh, Natalie I don't know if she her career didn't uh, necessarily pop after this though she is a working actor and she was in like the show Eve I know uh, for a couple right. of seasons and, um, and she did other movies and stuff but uh, I don't know if she ever got to lead a, a movie again. Um, uh, but, you know, that, it is what it is. That's Hollywood. Uh, I, I don't think this movie helped um, too many other people. I think it, it was another one of those movies that kind of like started making this. I kind of this concept of black movies are uh, not good, quote unquote. And I put that in that that category that like oh, I yeah, think really true. hurt us. Uh, um you know, that being said, we should be able to fail, but like, I do think this movie failed. So, but <laughs> I do think this movie failed. But. It is a white palm. That's what I gave. Them. So, yeah. Anyway, that's Baps. Yeah. Thank we, you guys for did, listening. We did that one. Uh, we did Baps. Uh, please follow us on fa on uh, Instagram, Twitter, bl at Black Men Podcast, blackmenpodcast.com. Go to our website, click on the merch link. Get some merch. Yeah, man. Helps get those us stickers. Out. And uh, it's like, they're nice. They're Honestly, nice the shirts. merch is cool, man. And it's cool. And they're they're nice shirts. They feel good. Uh, and then also, uh, please, I believe, at this point, we definitely have Patreon going now. Yes, we definitely got Maybe. it going. <laughs> <laughs> so go, um, if, uh, if you want, I think the Patreon thing is going to be really cool. Like, it, it's, we're going to give some bonus content. There's some extra reviews that you'll have. Uh, some movies that we uh, won't cover on the, that we don't get to cover on the podcast that we'll get to cover in our Patreon. Uh, some a couple TV shows, some mailbag questions that are answered. Um, all of this you get for five dollars a month, which is really uh, not that much in the grand scheme of things. Uh -uh. Uh, but it really helps us out. Uh, really the podcast does. and. Um, and it gives you some extra content and, and, and gives you those things that you guys have been asking for about we on it. We just can't do unless we have this kind of support. Uh, so thank you so much for all the people who have signed up for it. 
Uh, and, and for those who haven't uh, yet, please check it out. Even if you just do a trial month, like just, yeah, come you know, on. just try it out. Just try it out. Um, anyway, uh, you can follow me at John Braylock uh, on Twitter and Instagram. And that's all for me. You can follow me at James Third Comedy, James Third Comedy at Dr. Com. Third is 3RD. Uh, yeah, I got I got rid of my Twitter, so follow me on Instagram at Gerard Milligan. Cool. And then I'll read a uh, review. Uh, this is by Jarrell Brown. He says, I'm so 2000 and late. <laughs> Found this by accident and binge <laughs> listened you. ever since. I feel like I'm rewatching the movies listening to you all. Thank you. Can you please do Lean on Me? By the way, The Wiz is my top three, too. Uh, oh, and... This is smart. He also put his Instagram handle at Jarrell Brown Seven. I'm gonna say he put his government name out there. My man, <laughs> my man's like, know who I am. Find me. She's me, Christmas brother. Be safe. Be safe. All right. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Next week, who knows what we're gonna have because we don't even don't know, know what day it is. What is what's happening? I mean, this could be 2020 right now. <laughs> we could be in 2020. Uh, but uh, we'll see you next week. Peace. <laughs> Hey there. Congratulations. You made it all the way through that episode. Wow. We did not think you were going to be able to do it. it we was barely touch and could. Go. Yeah. Anyway, now that you did, Michael and I have a pretty cool surprise for you. We are going to get high. What? Come on. What are you let's talking light about? up that joint, baby, no, with Colin, our listeners. What you, that is not what we do. Literati is a podcast about books. What? It's not about getting stoned. I thought we were, I thought we had a special treat. You for don't pe- even smoke weed. You freak out. Yeah, but and get I was paranoid. Gonna, I thought we had a special treat or surprise for the listeners who made it to the end of yeah, the episode. Yeah, we're gonna play them a clip from our show. Not, how would we get oh. everybody high? That doesn't even make Honestly, sense. Honestly, I didn't. I, I'm. I don't really listen to podcasts. I didn't. I didn't know That's if they, true. they. I'm guessing they had the technology to do no, that. No, they yeah. don't. That's such a weird. No, Colin, we're not going to get anybody high. We're not getting high. Okay. I actually think that you shouldn't be promoting that on this podcast. Yeah, okay, people fine. That. But if you want to get high at home, sure, do it. But we're not promoting I, it. I, I, that's neither here nor there. We're going to play a clip from our podcast with Josh Sharp. So just right. listen and enjoy that. And get high. What? And with that in mind, we'd like to take the pressure off of us for a second and introduce you to the reader of today. He's a recent NYU dropout, and we know that means a recipe for success. Oh, yes, indeed. Dropping out of school and into our hearts, we have young novelist and self-proclaimed genius, Clint Dimples, for you. Enjoy. Uh, hello, my name is um, Clint Dimples, and um, this is a piece of short literature that I call the story. There was once a girl with deep brown hair who lived with her grandfather in a small cabin upstate. Though her parents, who had been professors, died eight months before in an automobile accident while returning from an academic conference on the viability of the universal basic income, the girl was of a happy sort, her optimism only fading to melancholia on nights such as these, when the rain shuddering at the windows made her wish for her mother's arms. Her grandfather, a wiry man with a great beak of a nose, had just climbed the old stairs to her attic bedroom when he heard her quiet sniffles. Is everything all right? He asked the girl. I'm just having trouble sleeping. She said it's hard sometimes. Yes, I know, said the grandfather. Maybe a story would help? The little girl nodded, and so the old man began. There once was a girl with deep brown hair who lived with her grandfather in a small cabin upstate. 
Though her parents, who had been professors, died eight months before in an automobile accident while returning from an academic conference on the viability of the universal basic income, the girl was of a mostly happy sort, her optimism only fading to melancholia on nights such as these, when the rain shuddering at the windows made her wish for her mother's arms. Her grandfather, a wiry man with a great beak of a nose, had just climbed the old stairs to her attic bedroom when he heard her quiet sniffles. Is everything all right? He asked the girl. I'm just having trouble sleeping, she said. It's hard sometimes. Yes, I know, said the grandfather. Maybe a story would help? The little girl nodded, and so the old man began. There once was a girl with deep brown hair who lived with her grandfather in a small cabin upstate, though her parents, who had invented the soda stream, were murdered eight months before while leaving a Papa John's pizza in Bridgeport, Connecticut. The girl was of a mostly happy sort, her optimism only fading to melancholia on nights such as these when the rain shuddering at the windows made her wish for her mother's arms. Her grandfather, a wiry man with a great beak of a nose, had just climbed the old stairs to her attic bedroom when he heard her quiet sniffles. Is everything all right? He asked the girl. I'm just having trouble sleeping, she said. It's hard sometimes. Yes, I know, said the grandfather. Maybe a story would help? The little girl nodded, and so the old man began. There was once a girl with deep brown hair who lived with her grandfather in a small cabin upstate, though her parents, who had been professors, died eight months before in an automobile accident while returning from an academic conference on the viability of the universal basic income. The girl was of a mostly happy sort, her optimism only fading to melancholia on nights such as these when the rain shuddering at the window made her wish for her mother's arms. Her grandfather, a wiry man with a great beak of a nose, had just climbed the old stairs to her attic bedroom when he heard her quiet sniffles. Is everything all right? He asked the girl. I'm just having trouble sleeping, she said. It's hard sometimes. <laughs> I know how that is, said the grandfather, with the trouble sleeping. Is that why you sleep on the roof? The little girl asked. Yes, that's why. That's why I sleep on the roof. I see, she said. And no other reason, he yelled. Okay, cool, fine, said the girl. Will you tell me a story? Huh? said the old man. A story. Oh, yeah, sure, right, story, yeah. Oh, I can do that. And so the old man began. There once was a girl with deep brown hair who lived with her grandfather in a small cabin upstate, though her parents, who had been professors, died eight months before in an automobile accident while returning from an academic conference on the viability of the universal basic income. The girl was of a mostly happy sort, her optimism only failing to melancholy on nights such as these when the rain shuddering at the windows made her wish for her mother's arms. Her grandfather, a wiry man with a great beak of a nose, long, pointed, and yellow, like a beak, this nose, like a big fucking beak. Her grandfather, the man, he just climbed the, had just climbed the old stairs to her attic bedroom when he heard her quiet sniffles. Is everything all right? He asked the girl. I'm just having trouble sleeping, she said. It's hard sometimes. Yes, I know, he said, scratching at his big fucking beak nose. Maybe a story would help? Sure, Grandpapa, but what's happening to you? Whatever do you mean, he asked. Your nose, it's turned into a beak like that of a bird. And sure enough, it had the nose ossified into a large yellow beak. Squawk, said the grandfather. Squawk, squawk, as feathers, deep blue and red feathers, began to shoot out of his back. Squawk, he said. Squawk! Why, grandfather, the little girl cried, you're turning into a bird, a real fucking bird with a giant fucking beak. It's amazing. His feet now claws. He reached over and stood atop the girl's wrists. Then he flapped and flapped until he started to rise over the bed, clutching the small girl beneath him. His great wings swatting at the walls. He tilted his feathered crown forward and burst beak first out of the large attic window. The girl hung below him as they made their way up higher and higher until the house was but a speck below them. She looked up. Thank you, Grandpapa. Thank you. Thank you for transforming into a big fucking bird and taking flight. And then the old man let forth a mighty squawk, spread his wings wide, and the two soared off into the warm night air, floating and finally free. The end. 
What a lovely story, said the little girl. But I must ask, was the grandpa in that story, the one who turned into a bird, was he supposed to be you? Me, the old man replied. <laughs> Whatever you mean. I mean, said the little girl, that maybe it is you who wants to be a bird? I'm asking in part because I know you like to sleep on the roof. I told you about that already. I just do that because I like it. No other reason, he shouted. Well, sure, said the girl, but the way in which you, you know, chew my food up for me and our winter foods, our winter trips down south, it just all makes me think that maybe you want to be a bird for some reason, which, to be honest, is sort of a ridiculous notion given that you're a grown man. And so if you actually want to be a bird, well, I don't know, maybe you're just uh, crazy. Okay, story time is over, said the old man. I'm turning off the lights now. It's time for bed. He pulled the chain on the lamp and all was still. I know you have to use the ladder in my room to climb onto, climb onto the roof, Grandpa, said the little girl. So you can turn the lights back on and, and get it if you want. Okay, I'll turn them on just because I want to turn them on. How about that, said the old man, fumbling for the chain. There we go. They're on. The lights are on. Oh, and look, it's the ladder I need to get on the roof. You know, I better go up there to check on some of the tiles and the roofing and other things. Not to sleep, just to, you know, check it out. I trust you won't mind turning the lights off once I'm up there, you know, just in case I take a while. No, Grandpapa, of course not. All right, he said, here I go, up the ladder to check on the tiles. Night-night, I'm almost to the top. Shutting the hatch behind him, the old man sat down on the roof, pulled his knees to his chest, then looked up to the sky and quietly sobbed. A pigeon landed on his shoulder, and the man gently scooped the bird in his palms and pulled it close. Not today, he whispered, snot running down his face. Maybe someday, but not today. The end. What a sad story, said the little girl. I feel sad for the man in that story who told that other story, the man who wanted to be a bird. Yes, the old man replied, but sometimes it is the sad stories that give us comfort, that remind us of how lucky we are to have what we have. Your parents left you with a great fortune, and uh, you should take solace in that. She nodded. Yes, but I still miss Mom and Pop. She paused. Grandpa, do you think they'll ever find who murdered my parents in front of that Papa John's pizza in Bridgeport, Connecticut? The grandfather thought for a moment. No, I'm almost certain they will not. He drew in a labored breath. I was very careful. The girl looked up at him. You are what? I said I was careful. He stood up over her bed. And what's more, I'm not like the old man in that story, pretending to be something he's not. It's time you know who I really am, little girl. I murdered your parents outside of that Papa John's pizza in Bridgeport, Connecticut. The girl pulled back towards the wall. You what? Why would you do that? Because I wanted that soda stream money. And with them gone, now only you stand in my way. In one quick motion, he removed the knife from his sleeve and plunged it into the little girl's chest. He pulled her close to his face and whispered, Let me hear you squawk before you fly away, little bird. Let me hear you squawk. Stop, 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 the little girl shouted. I don't like it when the stories turn scary. I'm sorry if I gave you a fright, said the old man, catching himself. I just thought a little adventure story might take your mind off things. Yes, but a story about a man who tells a story of some other man who lies and yet another story is a way of revealing that he's murdered a little girl's parents when I'm here sad about my parents? What are you thinking, you old kook? And what was all that bird stuff? You're right. You're right, the old man replied, standing up from bed. I guess I just got away from myself. He backed out of the room. Good night. It won't happen again. He opened the bedroom door and tumbled into the dark, empty vacuum of space. The house fell away from him and he slowly drifted, naked now to his boxer shorts, earth far off in the distance. A chorus of male voices, hundreds of them, came at him from every direction. You've done well, my good and favored son. Squawk, know that you are good and strong and that your cock is mighty and powerful. Squawk. And as he crossed into the black hole, his every atom splitting into more energy than powers our sun, his frozen form on the event horizon trapped for eternity was that of a man, arms spread wide and reaching for something greater. 
The end. I don't get it, said the little girl. (laughs) Come to think of it, said the old man. Me either. He gave her a kiss on the head. A nightingale landed on the windowsill. He pulled out an old Luger he'd stolen from a Nazi during the war, and then he shot the bird dead. The end. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.